Welcome to the Auburn UMC Clergy Conversations podcast. Each week, our pastors take an in-depth look at Scripture and preview their message for Sunday morning services. We're glad you joined us. For more information about Auburn UMC, please visit our website at aumc.net. Welcome to our conversation. We are so glad you're here. Happy Easter. We are now in the season of Easter. We're glad y'all are joining us today. Um, Charles is taking a much needed break, and so I'm glad we could talk. And um, we were just nervous because, you know, we need Charles. And, and without him, you know, there, he always brings such good stories and everything to things. But today, um, we're, in, we're in the resurrection moment. Uh, Easter is a 50-day season, the great 50 days, they call it. And so... Um, there's even a good hymn that says every day to us is Easter. And as we move through this holy season, um, we're still, we still get to say Christ is risen. Christ is risen indeed. And we had a great Easter Sunday last week. We did. It was wonderful. It was almost even the weather was like a perfect resurrection image. I came to work and it was so foggy that I could not see stoplights until I was right up on them. But by the time service started at eight, it was beautiful, Mm -hmm. it was sunny, and it did not start to rain until every single person had got home and gotten out of their car. No one's Easter bonnet got wet. It was a great day. Yeah, it was great. And um, I'm grateful for all of you. So many of you joined us um, in person and others online, and it's been a joyful, joyful season. On the second Sunday of Easter, it's not the same after, it's second Sunday of, which I think is kind of a cool thing to remember. Me too. Um, in the second Sunday of Easter, we can, can we continue following the Easter drama that happened when uh, John and Peter run to the tomb, Mary Magdalene meets Jesus mm-hmm. as the gardener, who, and, and I think Mary gives the right Easter greeting. I have seen the Lord. Yeah. And there's this moment of personal moment, a moment when that's really when Easter happens, when somebody has that in their life. So we pick up there starting at John chapter 20, verses 19 to the end. Can you I would love read? to. Okay. It was still the first day of the week. That evening, while the disciples were behind closed doors because they were afraid of the Jewish authorities, Jesus came and stood among them. He said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed him his hand, showed them his hands and his side. When the disciples saw the Lord, they were filled with joy. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father sent me, so I am sending you. Then he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone's sins, they are forgiven. If you don't forgive them, they aren't forgiven. Thomas, the one called Didymus, one of the twelve, wasn't with the disciples when Jesus came. The other disciples told him, We've seen the Lord. But he replied, Unless I see the nail marks in his hands, put my finger in the wounds left by the nails, and put my hands into his side, I won't believe. After eight days, his disciples were again in a house, and Thomas was with them. Even though the doors were locked, Jesus entered and stood among them. He said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here. Look at my hands. Put your hand into my side. No more disbelief believe. Thomas responded to Jesus, my Lord and my God. Jesus replied, do you believe because you have seen me? Happy are those who don't see and yet believe. 
Then Jesus did many other miraculous signs in his disciples' presence, signs that aren't recorded in this scroll. But these things are written so that you will believe that Jesus is the Christ, God's Son, and that believing you will have life in his name. So right off the bat, mm-hmm. I had not noticed this until I read it just now. You know how things just, mm-hmm. you receive them differently when you hear them. Do you remember a few weeks ago when we did the message on blessed are the poor, blessed are the hungry, yeah. blessed are those who... The Sermon on the Plain. The point. Sermon on the Plain. The CEB has done it again. It says, happy are those who don't see and yet believe instead yes. of blessed. Yeah. And I think that that is lovely, that there is joy that comes from belief, not just blessing, but also joy. It's like um, there's a final um, blessing, beatitude mm-hmm. uh, moment yeah. and for Jesus that he gives to people. You know, blessed are the merciful, blessed are the peaceful, blessed are you who are hungry. And then as he's in this final kind of resurrect, blessed are you who have not seen and believed, which I think really fits with the whole theme of this yeah. chapter where Mary says, I've seen the Lord. Mm-hmm. Then the disciples go to Thomas. We have seen the Lord. Mm-hmm. And then Jesus kind of sends it to all of us. So y'all may not be able to see me now, but yeah. blessed are you. There's blessing in this for believing. Yeah. So One of the things I think is really interesting is in the Sermon on the Plain, you get all these blessings, but you also get a set of condemnations. You get a set of woes. Woe mm-hmm. to the rich. Woe to those who are full now. Um, But you don't get that here. You only get a blessing. A blessing for those who believe, though they have not seen me. And I think, I I could be way off base here. I would love your thoughts. But I think that that gives a whole lot of room for what faith on the ground looks like. Mm -hmm. Not every day are you going to wake up and have perfect belief, even though you have not seen Jesus. And yet there is blessing in that. There is not woe in that. Do you know what I mean? I do, because there's this moment, at least I think, I'm, I'm trying to, as I think about what you just said, there's this moment where we're, we're some, we go through moments of life when we're like the disciples, where we're mm-hmm. ready to close the doors, lock, shut the blinds, yeah. I don't want to see anybody, I'm scared, or that moment where I'm, I, you know, we're holding in a grudge or we're holding, there's a lot of dark things we can take on where we don't really know what, what does resurrection mean, and it's almost like in this moment, Jesus comes in and says, it's not about seeing me all the time. It's about receiving peace. Mm-hmm. It's about knowing that you have power to forgive others. And uh, resurrection is bigger than a ticket to heaven. Right. It's about here and now life. Mm-hmm. Darkness, depression, doubt, uh, you know, holding on to those things that separate us from other people or get yeah. in the way. That thing that life is, 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 is letting go of all that and discovering the hope in Christ here and now. Yeah. I don't know if all that makes sense. No, but. that absolutely makes sense. Anne Lamott says, uh, the opposite of not faith is not doubt. It's certainty. And I think that what we get here is an invitation from Thomas to mm. live into that, that the opposite of your faith is not doubt. Uh, the opposite, really, of your faith is believing that you have it all figured out. I think there is yeah. deeply something deeply, deeply holy about desiring to experience God in a visceral way such yeah. that you are changed. Um, I love Thomas. I love this story. <laughs> to me, it's like if we didn't have Thomas, we would not. I would feel guilty that I have mm-hmm. had doubts in my life or moments when I've wondered, 
was it all made up? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and the, the idea that we can trust God and know that God is working with us in the midst of our confusion or in those moments when it's just too hard to believe. Yeah. Or, or, or knowing that we can have a community that will sometimes believe for us. Mm. You know, I mean, you, I, yeah. to me, there's something precious about this moment when this community did not say, Thomas doesn't think like we think. Let's close the doors. Yeah. Or Thomas is doubting. Let's don't let him in. Or he's not like us anymore. Mm -hmm. There's not this better than or, or um, people that are different than us or don't think like us that we're not going to let them in. They surround him and they keep inviting him back. I love that idea of our community having belief for us when we cannot have it. Mm -hmm. I think the temptation in our world especially is to surround yourself with people who only look and think and act like you, but I will be the first to say that that is a very dangerous and dare I say unfaithful thing to do. Uh, and you reminded me, one of the great things that we get to do today, the first Sunday after Easter, is welcome a group of 25 confirmands yeah. into our church. And that is a really lovely thing because almost all of them were baptized, a lot of them here as infants, where we looked at their parents and we said, will you raise this child uh, in such a way that by your teaching and your faith and your example, they may grow to profess Christ for themselves? Mm -hmm. um, and then we look at the community and we say, will you do the same thing? Will you support not just this child, but this family as they grow and develop? And then this week, when we celebrate confirmation, what we celebrate is this group of people who, by the faith of all those around them, have come into their own faith. Mm -hmm. And I think it's just lovely to watch uh, the promise of their parents and their community at baptism turn into their own promise. Yeah. That's a great point. Uh, to connect this to confirmation is good because in so many ways, you know, the disciples kind of held faith, mm -hmm. held space yeah. for, for Thomas. Absolutely. And and we we hopefully can do that for one another. I love that um, as Methodists, as people of the Wesleyan way, the faith tradition we have is that God is always reaching out for us and wooing us into faith, mm -hmm. even when we've had faith. Yeah. You know, that it's this ongoing growth. And there's yeah. moments when we need people to hold space for us. And uh, faith is not about getting in an echo chamber with people who all think like you. <laughs> it's 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 enjoying the midst the God and the messiness of things that allows us to question and journey together. And I think that's part of the beauty of what it means to be a lifelong disciple. And mm -hmm. that is that you never figure it out. About the time that you're positive, you have all the right answers and you're an expert at faith, you might be in some trouble because this mm -hmm. faith that we hold to uh, really prides itself on being able to change us and continue to make us more and more and more like Jesus. Yeah. I don't know if anybody, I've never met the person on this side of heaven <laughs> who was fully transformed. <laughs> yeah. You know, we are all, uh, as Wesley would say, going on to that uh, perfection of love within us because just it's like holding water in your hands just when you think you got it it will slip right you know yep. it's a gift every day mm -hmm. um, to have this connection and this relationship with God we don't you know no no one owns it yeah and the beautiful thing is that even when like water it feels like it's slipping through your hands and you don't have a grip on it uh, I think I, I quoted Anne Lamott earlier but I really think she borrowed from Paul Tillich who said that Doubt is not the opposite of faith. It's a piece of it. 
Mm -hmm. uh, that even when it feels like your faith is slipping through your hands, doubt is a piece of our faith that kind of sharpens us to, to move forward, to have deeper and meaningful and personal faith. In the midst of a community that can believe for us. Well, and having having people <laughs> to talk to because, I mean, you're reminding me, I forgot about Paul Tillich and Anne Lamont, so thank you. <laughs> I think that's what we get to do for each other is to, you know, share, here's what I hear, here's what I see. And I think that's what faith is. It, it is a confirmation. Con conversation that leads to confirmation. And I think about our, our people today, our young folks who will join Join us in the afternoon and have a beautiful moment of confirming what God's already been up to in their life. And they get to say yes. Mm -hmm. You know, their parents said yes to them earlier. You know, if loving, I'm going to raise you in a church and in an environment where you can hold, we're going to hold space for you till you catch it. And they've caught it. And I'm looking forward to that. So. Any other thoughts? We I know we have a big concert Sunday afternoon at we 6 o'clock. Randy Atchison, he's played at the White House. He's played at Carnegie Hall. And he's, mm -hmm. a, and he's a child prodigy kind of person from Clanton, Alabama. And so mm -hmm. he's going to be here at 6. And um, our own Jacob Smith is from there as well. So, I mean, two good people. Excellent. I know. Anything else we need to share with folks before we close? I don't think so. We've got a lot going on, and I'm glad that Easter is a season that we can keep on celebrating with all that is going on in yeah. the life of our church and our community. So today we move from I have seen the Lord to we have seen the Lord to blessed are you who have not seen. Mm -hmm. And now get to profess you believe. So uh, thank you all. It's thank a great you. day. I'll pray. Okay. God, we, we give you thanks for this holy season of Easter, this season of new life. We give you thanks for a, a, the, a, live, a church that is so alive right now, and we pray that you would guide and bless our conversations as we all um, engage in the blessing of this holy season. Guide and bless us, we pray in your name. Amen. We hope you have enjoyed this episode of Clergy Conversations with Auburn United Methodist Church. Check back next week for our next episode. For more information about Auburn United Methodist Church, please visit our website at aumc.net.